Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I want to share a message on staying passionate for Jesus. And in this time of anxiety and fear, and even as there's still many more cases of COVID virus down south, many people are afraid and anxious. And it's so easy to get distracted and lose our focus. But I want to start with a verse from Romans 12, verse 11. It says, Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward Him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Wow, what a verse here written by the author of Romans. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. It's great when you meet someone with enthusiasm. And the word enthusiasm actually has very strong Christian roots. The enthusiasm, thusi, comes from theos, which means God, and en is in. So to be enthusiastic means that you are in God and his life is flowing through you. So as we walk close to Jesus, we find his life flows through. It says, keep your passion toward him boiling hot. Wow, in some of our cold mornings, we really enjoy a hot shower or a hot bath or the warmth of a fireplace or a campfire. But it says to keep our passion toward Jesus boiling hot. And that's not easy when you've got so much negativity and fear and uh, turmoil around our nation and around our world. And we see so many needs and tragedies. It's so easy to get distracted and lose our focus and our passion. It says, radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Has your excitement for loving and serving Jesus somehow waned? Today I want to stir your heart and talk about some ways that we can have that passion renewed, stirred up. I'm reminded of a song that uh, Andrew Einside wrote, renew in me a passion for you. Breathe on the coals of my heart. Let the fire burn. And today... I want to encourage your heart. And we're going to look at three different areas of three R's, the robbers of passion, the reason of passion, and the rewards of passion. So listen in for those three R's as we go through. Here's a couple more verses just to uh, launch into this message today. Psalm 69 verse 9 says, My love for you has my heart on fire. Wow, it's like the disciples when Jesus rose from the dead. He walked on the road to Emmaus and they said, Our hearts burn within us as Jesus talked about the scriptures and explained of what had happened with the the resurrection. And they were still trying to work it all out, but it says their hearts burnt with fire. My passion consumes me for your house. Nothing will turn me away, even though I endure all the insults of those who insult you. This is written by the psalmist maybe thousands of years before Jesus came, but this is prophetic of Jesus Christ. And uh, the scriptures in the New Testament talk about the zeal he had for his house, his passion for the house of God, (coughs) for his father's house. And I want to encourage you, don't lose your passion for Jesus or for the house of God, the kingdom of God, the local church. And even though we've only just started back our uh, services on Sundays, and it's, we had a great week last week, and it's welcome for those that are joining us there. And if you are watching online, we invite you to, to uh, sign up and register so you can come and join us for our uh, services here. But it's so good to be able to worship together, to pray together. And if you're watching today, I want to stir your heart to not lose your passion for Jesus or for the house of God. 
Isaiah 9 verse 7 says, Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And that word zeal means intense devotion. Once again, this is Isaiah the prophet prophesying about Jesus and the rule of his government and kingdom of God would reign on David's throne and then it would be established forever. And the church is an expression of his kingdom on earth until he comes back again. It says the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish it. Let me say, when you're passionate for Jesus and his church and his kingdom and his truth, that is a pathway for his love and power to flow through. People aren't going to listen to someone who's just dull and boring. Their life is just so mundane or they're always negative and overwhelmed. People want to listen to a story. <coughs> they want to listen to someone whose heart is so passionate about what they believe in. And I want to encourage us, let's be Let's be Christians who love Jesus and are passionate. And uh, let's have a look at some of the things that rob us. The first R is robbers of passion. What can rob us of our passion? I want you to think about when you've been passionate for God and then somehow it's been robbed. Number one is discouragement or tiredness, weariness, sickness or pain. All of those can quickly rob your passion for life. And I know some of you love sport. Maybe you love fishing or golf or car racing, maybe you have a hobby that you love or you uh, love shopping or going online and playing computer games, you have a passion for it and you can be tired before you start but after a while you get energized and you just can't wait to get in and play that game or do that event or that hobby or that sport. We all have something that we get really passionate about and that's how God has wired us up and I want to make sure, encourage you, don't let discouragement or tiredness, or illness, or pain rob you of your passion for Jesus Christ. It can so easily steal that from you. Another thing that can rob you is disappointment and depression. Disappointment where you lose focus. Someone lets you down, or you feel God hasn't answered your prayer yet. You've been praying for someone or for a need yourself, and it hasn't happened yet. The enemy will come and just get you disappointed. But God says, don't let disappointment or depression overwhelm you in the midst of so much fear around us. Let's be people who love Jesus and are passionate. Let it come from our innermost being. Other things that can rob our passion is fear. Fear of failure. Other fears that can rob us. Fear that the illness would come or our finances would not survive this challenge. Hey, fear can rob you, but fear will use up tomorrow today's energy to worry about something that might happen tomorrow and it might never happen let's trust God with our lives distraction from your main purpose or function can get you losing your passion maybe you were once passionate about doing some career or purpose and it got blocked and now you've given up and now you're just doing a mundane job or you're doing an area that's just not really you and there's no passion but once you get focused back in, you'll find there will be uh, strength will come again. And the last one I've mentioned here is anxieties and worries. Luke 21, 34 says, Be careful that you never allow your hearts to grow cold. Remain passionate and free from anxiety and the worries of this life. Then you will not be caught off guard by what happens. 
Don't let me come and find you drunk or careless and living like everyone else. Some people just give up and we self-medicate and we try to dull the pain or the boredom. But here, the Word of God is saying, don't let your heart get cold. Remain passionate, free from anxiety and the worries of this life. Don't let worry rob you. Worry can just steal from you your energy and focus. And you're wasting today's energy on things that might happen tomorrow or things that happened in the past and you can't change. <coughs> Why waste the energy, the strength, the focus on things that are in the past or may happen in the future? Why don't you live today with passion? Because I found if you live with passion and focus today, often God will take you through the challenges that might come ahead. So there's some of the robbers and there's many others that can rob. Other people's opinions can just be a wet blanket to you. And every time you have an idea, they say, oh, that'll never work. Or oh, we tried that before. Hey, don't let other people's negativity or fears rob your passion to live a fulfilling life in your family, in your relationships, in your work, in your ministry. Come on, God's saying it's time to arise, not to pull back and play it safe. Church of Jesus Christ, arise. Come on, let's stand up and let the light shine. Let His love and hope flow through our hearts and our lives because there are so many people searching for hope and answers. Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Here we see fear, and discouragement are two of the greatest tools the enemy uses to rob us. Don't let them steal from you. Don't let them rob from you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Find a scripture or a prophecy or a song or someone else's words or the word of the living God that will inspire you to keep on going so that you don't pull back. Proverbs 23, 17 says, Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. Wow, zealous. There's an old proverb that says, zeal without wisdom can be dangerous, but boy, you need some zeal in life. People won't follow a person who doesn't have zeal and passion for life. If you're a, a captain of a football team or a netball team, people want to follow someone who's passionate about life. And as a church here at Bayside, we want to be passionate about who we are and what we do. And I believe there's many people going to come into the kingdom of God. Just in this last week, um, I've had the privilege of helping lead four people to Jesus. And that has just stirred my heart again with a great passion for the kingdom of God. And I know there's many people that are looking for and searching for hope and answers. Be passionate. So number one, the robbers. Let's look at the reason for passion. A few scriptures that will help us. Why do we need passion in our lives? Psalm 15 verse 2 says, They are passionate and wholehearted always sincere and always speaking the truth for their hearts are trustworthy. So if you want to be passionate, it means you'll be wholehearted. And when you're wholehearted, you just want to give everything you've got. And I've learned a long time ago, if you're going to follow Jesus, do it with all your heart. Follow him closely, not from a distance. Stay close to his heart. Listen to his word. Obey what he asks you to do. Keep walking even through the challenging times and speak the truth in love. Matthew 11.2 is a very, very powerful verse. It says, From the moment John stepped onto the scene until now, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth and passionate people have taken hold of its power. 
Wow, there's incredible power, spiritual power, emotional strength, physical energy available for us as believers. But it says it's bursting forth, it's all around us, but passionate people have taken a hold of its power. And today I want to stir you, don't sit down and stay where you are, no matter what your challenge or need. God says, come on, take a hold of his power. Reach out and passion, say, God, your word has promised. Put your name in the scriptures, personalize the promise. That's mine. I, I believe in Christ I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Come on, let's stir ourselves up today and let's take a hold of his power. Because it says passionate people take a hold of his power. If you're living with discouragement and fear and pulling back, sometimes we miss out on the amazing experiences. I've had times in my life where amazing things have happened and people said, how come it happened to you? I said, I'm not sure, but I'm just going 100% for Jesus. And sometimes in the process, God will allow you to experience things that some others miss out on. It doesn't have to be a vibrant, enthusiastic um, extrovert like me, you can be a quieter person, but you are passionate. You love Jesus with all your heart. You love prayer. So you pray passion. You don't just do uh, prayers, religious prayers for two minutes before you go to bed and, and a quick grace over a meal. But no, it comes with heartfelt thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace, your love, your forgiveness. Every time you pray, there's something of heaven flows through your words. Every time you worship, you do it with all of your being because God inhabits the praises of his people. What a great truth this is. It says the, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth. It's not locked up and, and afraid of what's happening and seems like the enemy is controlled with this virus around the world and lots of people dying. Let me tell you, God's going to turn this great shaking into the great awakening. And there's going to be a great purpose of God's kingdom overflow across our nation and the nations of the earth. And the passionate ones are the ones that are going to receive it. If you're hiding in fear and thinking, well, we just can't step up and do that yet, maybe next year or the year after, God's saying, hey, Favor, God's favor comes to the bold. God's favor comes to those that are uh, stirred up. I heard a story this week of a pastor in America. And when the virus hit their state and their city, God spoke to him and says, God's favor is, comes upon those that are bold and courageous. And they started a church in their parking lot. They started feeding the people of their city. And some amazing things have happened now in that church and that community. And even a lot of the other churches were just closing down and hiding in fear. But God spoke to us, just do it in the car park. Have people come in their cars. And so they did that. And now they have touched thousands of people. And God has given them favor with the whole city because they were the only church, the main church that stepped up to feed and serve when others were just pulling back out of fear. And I think, God, help us just to live out our hearts for your kingdom. Mark 12:30 says, "You are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that's within you, and with all your strength." This is the great and supreme commandment, and the second is this: you must love your neighbor in the same way you love yourself. You will never find a greater commandment than these. In these words it says, "Love God with every passion of your heart." Come on, let's stir up the passionate heart so our, our worship, our love, our prayer, our service is with our whole being. It says, 
Love him with all the energy of your being. Wow. Wow, it's okay to get passionate, to worship him, to, to sing out in your lounge room. It's okay when you are in a church service to sing with all of your heart, to pray with strength and passion in your small groups. It says, every thought that's in you with all of your strength. Wow, wow. It's okay to get excited when we worship God. It's okay to love Him with all of our being. Romans 8.39 says, There's no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Wow, God's passionate love. There's no distance. Nothing can stop us from living in that. Maybe you're feeling distant from God today. There's some stuff's gone down in your world and, and there's some really difficult, painful things have happened to you. Maybe the enemy's been just trying to steal and rob from you. Today, I want to let you know that nothing can rob God's love from you. Just reach up and receive it. Say, God, I know you love me, even though I'm not feeling it right now. By your grace, I'm going to keep trusting you and I'm going to reach out and receive your love. Philippians 3.12 says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all the past as I fasten my heart to the, to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul says, I haven't achieved it all yet, but I run with passion into the abundance that you've provided for me. I reach out for the purpose God has called you. I want to encourage you. Make sure you're in God's purpose for your life. Whatever season you're in, if you're a parent, do the best job you can by loving and caring for your kids. If you're caring for other people as a, a counsellor or a carer or someone who works as a nurse, let's do it with all of our being. Let's pour out God's love and energy. Doctors and, and teachers and other professional people, let's do it with all our being. If you're in business, excel in business. Be people of integrity. And we're doing our tax right now. Make sure you do it all right. Don't fudge the tax figures because I felt fulfilled in purpose. Maybe to the kingdom of God and his purpose. Maybe your passion for whatever it is of worship or the word of God. Your passion to touch people in need and to feed those that are hungry. Your passion for that, to create ways to connect with people's hearts. Your passion to serve in youth ministry or, or kids or evangelism, whatever it is. Your passion can help draw other people to run after it and they might find their passion by connecting with you because you're energetic and passionate. Sometimes you can be so tired and someone sends you a quick text, hey, we're going shopping. All of a sudden energy comes and you can't wait to get there before you're ready to have a nap or to just watch a movie. Whatever your passion is, it's amazing how it can take you and release Focus and purpose. Proverbs 12.27 says, A passive person won't even complete a project, but a passionate person makes good use of his time, wealth, and energy. Did you hear that? Proverbs 12.27. A passive person won't even complete a project. Oh, it's too hard or don't know how to do it. 
It's like when I buy some of those flat packs from the shops and you think, oh, they say it'll only take you 10 minutes. Three and a half hours later, you've got skin off your knuckles and there's still pieces everywhere on the floor. You think, he lied to me. No, I just didn't follow the directions properly or I didn't have the right tools to get there. But someone else comes and they whack it together in 15 minutes and think, wow, that inspires me to have another go next time. And it says there, but passionate people make good use of their time, wealth and energy. And I've found if you use those for God's purpose in your life to help and love others and love God's kingdom, he will release more to you. My parents taught me, love the house of God. We'd go and mow the grass and we'd clean the church and it was only a small church and we'd be there. My mum played the music and my dad served communion and, and we were taught to have passion for his house. And I thank God for that example. And I've always loved the house of God, not just the physical being, but it's the place where people gather. It's so we can be equipped to go out and live in our homes and our community for the kingdom of God. Zeal for your house has consumed me and God's stirring some hearts to get up and and get on a roster and be connected and serve in the house of God because there will be something released over your life that will flourish in your family or in your business or in other areas of your life. Testimonies and stories can inspire us with passion for Jesus. Colossians 1.28 says, Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person to the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity, with His power flowing through me, to present every believer the revelation of being His perfect one in Christ Jesus. Wow, Paul was so passionate to share Jesus in every way he could, to see miracles, to share the word of truth, to love people, to debate, to reason to show them, to tell them the stories of God's grace. So we've looked at the robbers of passion, some of the reasons for passion. Now let's finish up with some of the rewards of following Jesus passionately. I love this. Isn't it great when you get a reward for doing some hard work or an assignment or you finish a task, you build something, you create something. How beautiful it is to see it, if you're an artist, to see that finished painting. If you're making something, creating something, how great is it when it works properly? Hebrews 11:6 says, And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that He is real, and that He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking Him. <coughs> Did you hear that? We come to God in faith, knowing He is real, and He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking Him. Wow. So when we seek Him, let's do it with all of our heart and our passion. Don't be half-hearted. Be whole-hearted. Whether you've been raised that or not, you say, well, that's not my personality. I'm just really cruisy and I just sort of see what happens in life. Well, God's Spirit will stir up some fire and passion in us. And if you've once been that way and somewhere you've lost it, Maybe you're watching today and you were really passionate for God in the youth group or, or when you first became a Christian or when you were younger and now you look back at 10 or 20 or 30 years later and say, hey, what happened to that passion? I'm busy doing life. I'm busy doing work and my career, but there's something missing. I want to say it's the passion for Jesus Christ and I feel the Spirit of God right now calling
encouraging some of you to have, stop and have a think about where's the passion you once had to pray and worship and to sow and give and to share Jesus with others. I feel right now the Spirit of God's shaking your heart saying, come on, it's time to arise. It's time to get back on focus on God's passion for your life because let me tell you, you'll be more fulfilled doing that and the other areas of your life will all start to flourish even more when you put Jesus first. If the enemy contends with you, don't give up. Run after him with all your heart. There's a great reward for those who give their all with passion and strength. Psalm 34.10 says, Even the strong and the wealthy grow weak and hungry, but those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. Wow, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll have three houses and and the latest cars. It means you'll have all the things you need for life, peace, fulfillment, hope, good relationships. And often God will bless you with financial revision as well because he can trust you to, to bless others in the journey. Those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. You say, what about this person I know? And they served God for years and now they, they don't have much. I can tell you they're probably very rich in their soul. They've probably got so many amazing stories. Whether they're rich in this life or not, they will be not lacking any good thing. Psalm 119 verse 2 says, What joy overwhelms everyone who keeps the ways of God, those who seek Him as their heart's passion. I reckon from this verse, joy will overwhelm your life when you seek God with your heart's passion. Joy is not dependent on happenings. Happiness is depending on happenings. Joy is dependent on what's inside of your spirit and your heart. And Jesus has come to bring great joy. It says that he was anointed with joy above everyone else. Jesus had this incredible joy of fulfilling his purpose in life. Even when he went to the cross, He said it had for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despising its shame. Why? Because he looked down through the the tunnel of time and saw you and I today in 2020 and says, I'm going to pay the price for sin so they can live a life of fulfillment. They can find hope even in the midst of their loneliness or their need because I want them to know the fulfillment and joy of a father's love. Isaiah 40, 29 says, He empowers the feeble and infuses the powerless with increasing strength. Even young people faint and get exhausted. Athletic ones may stumble and fall. And sometimes as our bodies get older, or maybe we've had an injury in sport or at work, and your body feels weak and you say, well, what happened? I used to have so much energy. And now you're recovering from an accident or an injury or an illness. And you think, oh, I've just lost my strength. Maybe you had boldness and confidence in your work but you've been through the disappointment of a bankruptcy or setback, I want to encourage you. Get your heart focused back on to God's purpose. Don't stay in a place of fainting or exhaustion. Even though you may stumble, then verse 31 says, but those who wait for God or Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary, and walk through life without giving up. That's a promise for some people today, I believe. You've been weary or discouraged. Maybe the kids or the family is in disarray. I want you to wait upon the Lord. 
That's not just sitting there hoping something happens, but it's an anticipation of God, I know your promises. I believe that what you promise for my family will come to pass. God, I know your, your prophetic word for my life or our church, and we're going to see that come to pass. They will rise up. They will run without growing and walk through life without giving up. I feel I'm speaking to some people today that maybe you've given up or you've been thinking of giving up because just hard, hard meters at this time in your life. But let me tell you, when you wait on God, His strength will come and you might only be taking little steps or you might be taking two forward and one back. You're coming out of that addiction. Let me tell you, God's spirit and power is going to be there to help you overcome that stronghold and you can overcome and keep walking and you won't give up. Philippians 4.13 says, And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Wow, I just feel like jumping and shouting right now. That is so powerful. Did you hear what this says? And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Wow, wow, wow. God's saying, hey, come on. No matter what difficulty you have, it says every difficulty, you can conquer it. Even though your body might be weak, your spirit can still be strong. Even though you might be afraid, your mind can still stay focused. Even though your heart may be overwhelmed, you can still keep loving people. God says, come on. I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Explosions can destroy or explosions can get rid of all the rubble and we can find the diamonds and the, the minerals and the treasures that are under all the rubble. And God's power is there to help us to come into freedom. So today we've looked at the three R's, the robbers of passion, some of the reasons why we have passion and some of the rewards of passion. I pray today, wherever you are in your life, that you will be stirred. You'll be encouraged, maybe to take stock, maybe to renew that passion. I'll just repeat that verse I started with today. Romans 12, 11, Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward Him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit. Uh, let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Has your excitement gone down? Is the excitement meter really hitting empty or is it stirring up again? God wants to stir up that passion. Renew in me a passion for me. Breathe on the coals of my heart. Let the fire burn. Lord, dwell in my heart. Be my consuming desire. I dedicate to you all this light that you've given me. Please take me on with you. That's the words of a song that we used to sing a few years ago. And it stirs my heart from uh, Andrew Einside. I'd like to pray for you today for a renewing of your passion and strength. Maybe you need to connect or reconnect with Jesus who is the source of life and hope and forgiveness. Maybe the enemy has been tormenting or harassing you or your friends or your family. Today I want to clear the explosive power of Jesus, the name of Jesus, greater than every scheme of the enemy. Every lie of the enemy must bow and flee to, to the name of Jesus Christ. And right now, why don't you take a moment, either bow your head, maybe you want to even kneel if you're in your lounge room as a point of surrender and reach up your hands to heaven 
And I want to pray a prayer and invite you to pray along with me in this for God to stir our hearts. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you showed us the way for passion, for zeal for your house. You enthusiastically followed God's plan for your life. And I pray today right now that, Holy Spirit, you would just come into every lounge room, into everyone who's hearing these words and responding in this prayer. Oh, Lord, set hearts free. Lord, refill their hearts with your incredible love and passion for you and for life, that we would love life, we would love people, and we would love God. Lord, for some who are feeling tired or weary or discouraged or, or just beaten up today, let the sparks of hope come again. Lord, I just pray right now for your Holy Spirit power to fall on each one of us. Lord, just let strength come. Those that are passionately serving you, Lord, renew that passion so that they'll continue to run through the second part of this year. Oh, Lord, into the future. Complete that study course. Lord, develop that ministry you're giving them. Lord, to step up and say, I'm on team. I want to help serve. What can I do? And I thank you for that today. And I thank you right now for some people who maybe have never opened their heart to Jesus. Lord, right now as they're praying this prayer, and saying, come into my heart, Jesus, forgive me, and put some purpose back into my life. Lord, I declare that right now, that you would restore, you would rescue, you would renew, and you would overflow us with your incredible passion for you and your kingdom, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.basarchristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Basar Christian Church.